Happy National Wine Day. And welcome to the Swirl Suite. This week on the podcast, we have Jamel and Daryl of Wine in the Bottle podcast. Jamel is a fellow Root Scholar, just like I am. I was able to meet him and Daryl and Wayne at the Roots Fund Gala this year. But earlier this year, I was also on their podcast. So after you like, subscribe, and share this episode, go over to Wine in the Bottle podcast and subscribe there and listen to my episodes and all of their great content. Also, follow them on YouTube. They have great videos all about wine. Since we're on the topic of wine podcasts, planning a trip to Sonoma Wine Country? Check out Wine Road Podcasts for the wine when and where of Northern Sonoma County. Tune in for the latest happenings in the region at wineroadpodcast.com. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, Glennis, how are you? Hey, what's happening, Serena? What's going on in your world? Nothing much, girl, nothing much. Yesterday, I celebrated 10 years as Vine Me Up. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's been, believe- oh, my God. It's been Time is going by so fast. I know, I know. Yeah, it's just wild because I remember um, I was a baby when I met all of y'all. You know, it was exactly. the beginning, you know, the very beginning. So, yeah, 10 years. And look at you now. You were the tortoise <laughs> that beat all the hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. It's nice, wild. nice. Yeah. Oh, so man. happy and proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. How was your weekend? Oh, Russell, I didn't do a damn thing. What I say, amen. Amen to that. <laughs> I love that. I didn't do a thing. Which not, let me say this. There were things I needed to have, should have done, but I mm-hmm. didn't. But okay. I just watched movies and sipped on some bubbly and that's it. Speaking of movies, did it. you see the trailer for The Color Purple? No, but I've been reading the um, excerpts. Mm-hmm. So how was the trailer? It looks good. It looks oh, good. Nice. Um, yeah, I think it just came out yesterday. And they mm-hmm. cast it so well. I, I been, Yeah, and it's going to open on Christmas. So oh, wow. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. It looks it's great. Interesting. It's interesting because I'm like, how many more ways are they going to redo this one play or this? I mean, this one book. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, you know, from Broadway to the different cast on, yeah. on, on Broadway to now this movie. So it's, it, yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how it um, plays out. So what wine would you pair with it since you saw the preview? Um, well, first of all, I actually teared up at the... Um, at the at the preview i don't know i'm just so proud of the whole cast because i've been following everybody's career for so long so ooh, i'm gonna need something really big um mm. okay so i'm going to go a lodi zen yum yum that yeah that reminds me of the color purple kind of because it's purple um well, right yeah so and what about you <laughs> well that you know that's always my um choice because when you say Lodi Zen the first thing I was like pull out the Turley I got plenty <laughs> of that pull the sure. Turley out um <laughs> or my other favorite um if we're going big bold Pinotage oh yeah um, from South Africa because it gives you a little spice a little tan and it gets a little funky 
Mm-hmm. So you know the yep. color purple gets funky. Oh, it gets funky. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely a pinotage. Um, and then we're leaning out as um Celie gets her groove back at the end. <laughs> Close it out with the um zen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. Exactly. What I, I love it. Do. I love it. So tell us what you're drinking, and then we'll bring our guests in, and they can tell us what they're drinking. This is funny. I don't even know where the hell I got this from. It is. Charles Coquette. Yes, yeah, the champagne. Dandy. And I got it back in, well, it's a 2022. And I was like, oh, I want some bubbles. I don't have anything else left in the fridge or in the wine fridge. I was like, oh, let me go ahead and open it. Oh, I oh, know where oh I before I get, Leslie is having a sparkling sale. So when you log stock up. <laughs> when you log off here. <laughs> Get on top of that, but your bottle is expensive for some odd reason. I don't know why. It looks it's it is and it's delicious. It is yeasty. Mm. Um, it has color. You can tell by the color. Yeah, you can tell by the color. Um, it is aged, but it is still um exhibiting the brioche and Mm -hmm. the um ripe stone fruit. So I'm over here in heaven. So I might have to go get me some crab. You know, I am. Uh, I am drinking a uh, Natura Rome Valley rosé, and mm. it's pretty much a GSM, and it's it's wonderful. Mm. It's bone dry but fruity. It's awesome. Yeah, Yum. those are like great. the best during the summer for sure. It's great summer wines. Well, yeah. So welcome so to who are we dealing with today. <laughs> yes, who are we dealing with today? Why the Bottle Podcast, Jamel and Daryl. Welcome to the Swell Suite. Thank you, ladies, so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. That is is here from the the Music in the Bottle podcast. Looking forward to to jumping on. Thank you guys for having us. 100%. You're welcome. I like your hat. Is that brown estate? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Talking about Zins. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What are you guys drinking? Yeah, so uh, we ended up bringing, uh, got some Von Bull uh, Bone Dry Rosé as well from Germany, from Germany out of Fowles. So 100% state for Gunder, so Pinot Noir 100% here. Um, but it's tasting really good so far. Like, so we just opened it. It's got a slight chill on it. Um, it's like a half hour uh, to get like, or it took like a half hour to get here um, from my house. So like it got a little warm in the car, but. It's still got a nice no, still holding up. I'm still we're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Hey Leslie. Hey Les. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. What's hey. The hardest work, one of the hardest working black women. I'm telling in you. The wine business. <laughs> <laughs> she is either in her car or at the warehouse packing money. Exactly. Working. Just came from the warehouse. Yeah. So I'm in the car. Word. It's great to meet you guys. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Thank you for having us. So guys, I don't know your full backstory. Tell us like from the beginning, like how'd y'all meet? How'd y'all get into podcasting and wine? So, <laughs> so uh, Jamal and I, we actually, there's a school around in West Michigan called Grand Valley State University. Jamal and I had accounting 212 together. Um, he did a little bit better than I did in that class. Nah. We never spoke in the, in the class. <laughs> and we um, sat right next to each other. Literally, I wore Tim's to the the, the place, the class every day. He, I think maybe I was a little intimidating. He probably thought I was from New York or something like that, but I'm, we're, I'm born and raised in West Michigan. 
Um, and Jamel's from Lansing, Michigan, which is in mid Michigan here. And we are, uh, we're connected through a mutual friend at Grand Valley. And ever since then, it, it really did start with, with a little bit of alcohol, different types of drinks for sure. We, we could only worry on bush light and some PBR yeah, and hams, PBR, rolling rock, yeah. uh, UV blue, UV red or UV cherry, you know, all the bad stuff that we're going to drink no more, but, uh, we stretched it though. We made it work <laughs> for sure. So we, uh, partnered up back then and yeah man yeah yeah it was like accounting class as daryl said uh we ended up having we actually had a mutual love for basketball as well mm -hmm. so we caught each other like at the rec center and then the rec center turned into the parties where the parties turned into us diving into libations and uh we just kind of stayed super cool like all throughout college so. going on 10 years now yeah 10, 10 11 years yeah 10 years. So speaking of 10 years, congratulations to Sharita. Um, we uh, want to say thank or say congrats to you on 10 years as well. Um, not a lot of people can do that. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. that. So when did you um, realize y'all were both interested in wine and how did you get into the wine business or the wine podcasting? <laughs> From my memory, I, I moved into an apartment in downtown Grand Rapids around that time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, moved into an apartment and we uh, had a suite set up for like grills and stuff like that. And we just stopped stopped drinking beer. We were, uh, Jamel brought over some wine and we uh, I grilled and Jamel brought over wine and it was a great conversation. At the time, some of our, we talk about basketball a lot. Some of our player favorite players were getting into wine as well. So we thought it was great over conversation. And we just used to chill, talk music like we do on our pod, talk athletes and what was going on in the NBA. And yep just kicked it which was kind of how this whole thing started yeah yeah i would say would have probably been i mean like after college like we graduated like we all got jobs we're busy so we don't see each other as often anymore yeah. so it was just like all right you free let's catch mm -hmm. up i'm gonna bring some wine yep. and as daryl mentioned like i was following like d way lebron like all our favorite players started diving into wine and at that time we were just like trying to find something different to drink and have these conversations or these conversations that we would normally have over hard liquors uh, we just ended up making that switch just kind of naturally to wine. Like it wasn't like um, anything like specific besides the fact that, like I said, we were tired to get or we're tired of getting the tequila sunrises and drinking the vodka. Um, Amaretto so really, sour. Yeah, yeah Amaretto <laughs> sour was I drink for a minute. I don't know what we was thinking, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 how it wrapped up. And now it's it's matriculated into like I don't know, we an obsession, right? Just trying new things and. and maturing our, our palates at this time so so Jamel you work in wine right from what yeah. I heard in the podcast right what do you Correct, do yeah so um funny enough through the podcast uh we um were constantly pumping out episodes beginning at 20 or April of 2020 uh through that consistency like I re or we received a dm from a nonprofit called the um, Michigan Wine Collaborative and they said hey there's this new winery in Fenville Michigan which is about 40 minutes away from where we live and they're like hey like you got to go talk to Andrew he's a winemaker from California they're doing some cool things with the wine we're like sure okay whatever <laughs> uh, so we go out there and do some research I saw that they were hiring part-time for their tasting room so like at this time I was diving into wine through the podcast and uh, I decided to apply to work in the tasting room um this was around November of 2020. COVID like hit another spike here in Michigan. So I didn't hear back until like the beginning of 2021. But the GM at the time called and was like, hey, 
uh, are you still looking for a job at the winery? And I was like, uh, yeah, like I can work part-time. So I started working part-time in the tasting room from February of 2021 until about the summer. Uh, that summer, I actually ended up going to work at Height Cellar through the Roots Fund. And then uh, I came back after harvest and applied for their marketing manager job. So now like I do all the marketing for the winery that I was at the tasting room for. So I work at Modalis Wines in Finville, Michigan, and I do their marketing full time. That's amazing. That's I, that's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. like what your path, where your path can take you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you stay open. That's awesome. So was your um, background in marketing prior to that or? Kind of, kind of. So like I was working at a hotel. Uh, so I was in the hospitality industry already. Um, I was in charge or I was the guest relations manager at the hotel I worked at. So I was in charge of the front desk staff. I was also in charge of like Facebook, Instagram, responding to reviews on TripAdvisor and our in-house platforms. So I was looking to dive more into that social media aspect of my job at the hotel. Uh, and then COVID happened and it just wasn't really like in the budget for any of that. Um, but obviously it all worked out in the end. Like I get to do what I wanted to do anyways in wine. So I kind of made that switch around COVID, uh, start, started really drinking wine um, as soon as we were like stuck inside the house. So um, like I said, I just kind of went, went, went down that rabbit hole of learning about wine. And uh, if you would have told me in 2019, that this is where we'd be. I would have been like, no, you're fucking crazy. But uh, here we are. Me and Glennis and, and Leslie, we attended an event at the Smithsonian years ago. I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was wine from the Midwest. Huh. It was tough. It was tough. We we went in with high hopes and there was a handful that were really great. They were really great. But yeah. I know, I know there have been major improvements. Like tell us about the wine scene in Michigan now. Yeah. So I'll give my uh, take on it uh, since I've kind of been working at the winery for a while. So the winery I work at, again, our, our winemaker is from Northern California. Shout out, Andrew. Um so he grew up with wine, uh, moved to Michigan to experiment with different grape varieties. Um, and we really just make dry wines that are fruit forward. Like we don't use like a lot of new oak. Uh, so all of our wines like really like show that fruit characteristic or like let the grape shine versus the oak. Um, but there are still a handful of wineries that like still kind of focus on that, that kind of fruit wine, that like sweet wine that's looking to appeal to the masses. But there are some wineries, including the one that I work at, that we really are making wines that are like true to the grape themselves. So like we grow Cap Franc on our estate vineyard, uh, which, you know, like if you put it up to a Cap Franc from Loire or, you know, from Chinon, like you might have some issues like figuring out which one is which. Like obviously like the ones with the deep palates may be able to figure out that this is from Loire and this one is from who knows where. But again, like it like, we're really making some wines that are like true to some regions that we all love, like all around the world. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a slow grind. It's like an uphill battle because obviously there's regions like New York that just recently kind of got their big push. Uh, Virginia's kind of getting that push now. So they're getting like all of the love, even though they've been in wine for a while. So I think we're like right behind like Virginia and New York. And I think with the climate change as well, like you're going to start yeah. to see a push with like Michigan wine, like being that like natural hub for one growers and people like looking for fruit. Um, I think with climate change, we're going to be that spot. So Daryl, so tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so, and 
Jamel and I, we, when we met or like right after we met, I got into real estate. I've been in real estate for 10 years now. So in terms of, of this, what I've been able to turn this into just on the other side of it is business, right? Like me being able to host a wine event for my team and for our clients is great. And then we are able to speak that and then provide a different experience there from on the back end, right? So I run a real estate team here in West Michigan. And in terms of the wine piece, what I found is that it's a way to connect people easy to communicate. Everybody enjoys it. Right. And during events and whatnot, we've been able to, to really grow through that. Oh, that, that's a match made heaven. I was about to say <laughs> that. So you're in real estate and you do the wine. Would you guys open a winery or a wine bar? We need the soil, but first things first, we got, we want to own the soil. I think that's one thing that's kind of slept on, right? Who owns the, who owns the, the ground? Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause you can buy grapes from obviously like a grower, like from a vineyard, but at the same time, like as a vineyard owner, like I think you start to think about, okay, like you can sell these grapes and you can make money, but also you can profit also by building a winery and having space. So I think like it does start with like making sure not only like you have your space to have like a winery or a shop, but like at the same time, like if you can get the land, and you know maybe like work with the grower mm -hmm. potentially like bring like bring them on but it's still your land i think that i mean like it's all about ownership right yeah. like and with people that look like us like having that ownership i think is key exactly i agree owning the land is always key because you can always flip it to something else if it, if that doesn't work out yeah mm -hmm. land being able to like do an all-encompassing space right like you you could not only educate right being able to provide education in our area in west michigan where it's not as much here but having students come in and be able to learn something a little bit different than what they see typically mm -hmm. and folks that look like them and hearing my jamel myself uh wayne our, our third host talk about wine at a high level it's like oh shoot i didn't even know the opportunities existed like this especially in west michigan which would be i think that's long term but yeah that's uh, that'd be pretty cool as well I agree. I have um I have family in Toledo, Ohio. And um how far is that from y'all? That's around here. You know, <laughs> three and a half hours. Okay. Three and a half hours. Oh, it's about twelve so, hours away, but yeah. <laughs> Do, so is there Detroit, so. right, right. It's very close to Detroit. Do you, is there a trail? Like are there enough wineries? So if I came to where you were, Jamel, and went to some other are there enough wineries to do that? Create a tour? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So there's actually five ABAs here in the state of Michigan. Uh, Fenville ABA is actually the third established in the country. It was the first established in the state of Michigan. So I think it went Napa, somewhere in Missouri, and then Fenville. So that was actually the third established here in the country. Uh, fun facts um, about Michigan wine. But yeah, so like the Fenville ABA is like very small. It's like a sub ABA, a part of the larger Lake Michigan Shore ABA. Uh, but in but in Fenville, there's about us and four other wineries that you can make your own little trail in Fenville. And then if you actually head a little bit farther south, there's tons of wineries that way. And then if you actually go up north, north Michigan, like <laughs> Traverse City area um, in the Leelanau Peninsula, there's the Leelanau Peninsula and then the Old Mission Peninsula. Those are both ABAs, which is kind of like the original wine scene. And I'd say like, that's, I think so. Like, that's yeah. kind of how we found out about wine. Like, I actually just did this comparison like up north is more the Napa Correct. where the southwest side where I work is more of the Sonoma. It's kind of like the unrecognized, like the hidden gem. 
uh, but everyone knows about up north. Uh, so there are five AVA. So there's a couple of different trails. But like when you start to get into the city, like you said, you got family in Toledo and then you hit like Detroit. It, it's like a big wine scene where there's not necessarily vineyards, but there are tons of black owned wine bars, tons of wine shops. So uh, there's a trail in that sense in the city that uh, is super wine centric and super wine focused in the city, too. That sounds fun. Awesome. Thank you for that. Come through. Come through. It is warm. It, yeah, it's not cold. So, sure. Oh, yeah. Ahead, you definitely got to come now because if you come in like April or March, yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I've been to Traverse City doing some work um, that didn't have anything to do with wine. And I noticed that they did have wineries. But when I inquired about it, now this was pre-2012, so that was before I started my wine blog, um, and most of the people were like, so they're fruit wines, and, you know, it was just like, oh, they're fruit wines, yep. so don't bother going to visit the wineries. They said, I'll oh, go over to the casino instead, and I was like, how are y'all going to promote your wine if you tell visitors that? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough because, like, a lot of people still are like, People know Michigan to be like the fruit wines or the super sweet wines. But like mm-hmm. I said, there's there's starting to you're starting to see this change with, like I said, the producer that I work for. There's a few different producers up north, some others that are farther south that are really focusing on like growing the wines and letting the terroir shine, right? Mm-hmm. So like again, like we're in a region where it's cool climate, it's moderate climate. Yep. So you think about Riesling, for example, mm-hmm. like Germany is king for Riesling. The climate's cooler there. It's a little bit moderate. So you got to think that that that, that grape's going to thrive all across the state of Michigan because we are a cool climate state. So Riesling grows well. The same with Cab Franc. Like I said, I think that's our grape, um, or that's the grape that I think is becoming like the king red grape, where again, like the Loire tends to be a little bit more cooler to moderate climate at times too. So you, you, know, you start making these parallels, like, all right, so the grape's growing, growing well there why can't it grow well here? Yeah. So um, I think that's what more wineries are starting to focus on. That's what more winemakers are starting to focus on. More vineyard managers are starting to like plant the grapes that they know grow well based on them growing well in certain regions that we all love across the world. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It, it, it sounds like the struggles that Maryland wine had um, before they really started to gain recognition. Um, what producer or like region are y'all feeling right now? That's it. This is for everybody. I'll let y'all go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a creature habit, so um I, I literally I'm a, a real creature habit. Um, I think what has grabbed my attention again since it is now getting warm are Chablis. I love stainless steel fermented um Chardonnay. I'm not a big oaky Chardonnay person, and we just did attended a um, Chablis tasting and that just enlightened and heightened my spidey senses as to why I love stainless steel and very little oak on my Chardonnay. So I think Chablis. I like that. I like that a lot. I've been on for maybe a three month cake with Amarone. It's been huge. Red red meat. I don't know. I've just been really enjoying my steaks. So this is it's great for dinner. Um, 
second to that, I think I think I've been on a Riesling kick as well. As as things get right, we got really really bad winters here. So when things start to lighten up a little bit, you want to white. So Riesling has been my second. Yeah, um, I would uh, say honestly, outside of Michigan, again, I'm a rep Michigan. You know, like I got to try some Michigan juice now that we're on the come up. But uh, I've been lucky enough to have a couple wines from Virginia. So. Virginia has actually surprised me. Um, the wines there are very good. I just had a Cap Franc the other day that was fire. Um, I just had a Riesling blended with Petite Mansang, which was fire as well. Uh, but outside of those two regions, Michigan and Virginia, after taking my WSET level two, um, learning more about like the Burgundy region or region uh so like all of burgundy chablis macon uh montrachet like all of those regions i kind of like have this like urge to go to burgundy now so that would that would be my like preferred next wine trip um so roots fun i'm coming for y'all for that enrichment trip <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so burgundy shameless, plug, been- shameless plug i love it <laughs> Now, Leslie, what about you? Since you have this massive wine club and you have access to all of these different types of wine, what region are you feeling right now? I wanted to say we last quarter, we carried a Michigan wine from Left Foot Charlie. Yep. Yep. They're the uh, staples up north. So. Yeah, they are. And it was it was delicious. It was um, Blancanfranche. I always say it wrong. Uh, Blancfranchish. Blancfranchish. Um, so now I am really starting to explore Spanish wines Mm. and that has been interesting because I am probably the only person that didn't take Spanish in high school. So I'm struggling with the terms, but I'm trying to really appreciate it. I love it. She always, she's so politically correct all the damn time. Always. For me... Uh, of course, you guys know I'm obsessed with Portugal wines, especially with it being rosé season. But you know what, Glennis? I was thinking about Livermore. I've been thinking oh, yeah. a lot about their wines. And I haven't had any since we were at the Wine Bloggers Conference years ago. But um, we need to get back there. That was so much. Livermore impressed me. Yes. And then, you know, also, Les, I mean, so do you remember? They were just about to open up this whole new um, yep. tasting area, yep. hotel, and space. And because we have Winty out there, there was yep. Winty. Um, Jordan wasn't as far from there. So, uh, you know, I love Jordan. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we're not talking about yeah. You said but, Jordan Winery? Huh? You said Jordan Winery? Jordan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was just in Sonoma and I poured uh, some of their 2020 Chardonnay and some of their 2018 Cabernet. That was my first time having them. Like, like I've seen them so much, but I haven't had the wines. And uh, the Chardonnay was a little oak, not anything too crazy. Like it still had like a lot of fruit characteristics there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was like my first time having Jordan wines. Sorry to interrupt you. Bro. Oh, no, no, it's no, it's no. interruption. They have um, Jordan poured um, their, okay, why can't I think of it? I knew it was going to slip by my old people. Um, they get a champagne from Champagne they put their label on it, but they can't ship it out to anybody. You have to get it in their wine club. I can't think of the dang name of it. Anyway, they poured it on the bus. Remember, they were pouring it on the bus um, while we were on our way to their tasting it, their dinner, the Jordan dinner at their winery. 
And they just really rolled out the red carpet. That was like one of the best tastings and dinners in their cellar. Yeah, for That's sure. One of my but I've been thinking champagne. a lot. Yeah, somebody asked me what my favorite regions were. And I told them that Livermore and Lodi, their wines impressed me the most. But of course, I've had more experience, you know, in, in Sonoma and Napa. But those two, you shouldn't sleep on. Not at all. at all. I totally agree. Do you guys listen to podcasts? If so, which ones? Yes. 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 Um, obviously, I feel like I listen to music in the bottle the most just due to like going through and editing or like just double checking that we make sure we sound straight before we publish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Wayne, who who does a great job. But, you know, you got to double check, triple check that stuff sometimes before you hit publish. Um, but I, I, outside of the podcast that we do, um, I do tune in to wine podcasts like This World Sweet. Um, outside of like wine podcasts, though, I would say we're both probably pretty big uh, Joe Budden podcast fans, Roy and Maul podcast fans. Um, I know Daryl probably listens to some other crime podcasts as well. Something like that. I, I enjoy the, the true crime for sure. Music in a Bottle, This World Sweet, I tap in with you guys as well. Uh, you guys and girls, what else we got? Um, I, I enjoy a little bit of business podcasts. Uh, if he has the right guest on, I watch the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a great guest dependent. Guest dependent, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Like Kanye, I like to see Kanye go off. So things like that. <laughs> I just tuned in to um, Paul George's podcast. Actually, that's really good. Yeah, he has a really good that's like. Really that's good. probably there's been a couple of sport podcasts. Actually, shout out to CJ McCollum. That's mm-hmm. uh, his his original podcast um, was kind of like another avenue for me to like dive a little bit further into wine. Uh, also, another one of my favorite players. But uh, the new Paul George podcast, I've listened to a couple conversations on there, and, and it's been some good like. NBA talk from players that are still in the league, players that are not in the league, but it's just so real. Like it's not like fabricated or anything. It's just like some true, real like sports talk. And you get to kind of hear about what players are going through, like on the day to day, like in the league or if they're out of the league and just some real stories that you don't get to hear every day. Agreed. Cool. Glenn, so you listen to, you don't listen to podcasts, do you? Like on the train? And no, stuff? I don't even listen to ours. <laughs> 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 you still don't like no. the sound of your voice? I, I, no, because I don't want to hear if I fucked up. I don't want to hear it. It is what it is. I'm going to let y'all have that. Whatever y'all say, if y'all say y'all like it, I'll, you like it, I love it. It is what it is. Oh, my God. And back, so I'm also like that too sometimes. I'm also like that too. Like when I listen back, I'm like, damn, like I remember this exact moment. I know what I just said. I know how I didn't like how I said it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Or you think of something, damn, I should have said this. It's too late. So I'm not going to, to, you know, torture myself like that. Not going to do it. So therefore, don't ask me a question. You don't want the answer, the true answer. But back to that champagne, I was talking about it's A.R. Lenoble. Jordan makes them, they label it a cuvee, but it's mm, right. A.R. out of France. Got it. Leslie, do you have that? Okay, I'm derailing the podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, uh, what podcast do you listen to? And yes, do you have that uh, sparkling that Glennis is talking about? <laughs> no, but we can find it. Um, I listen to Jamel Hill. Mm. I listen to uh, uh, who else do? Oh, I'm finishing up the HBO 
uh, podcast to sessions because I got to watch the show and then listen to the actors talk about the show afterwards because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. And um, oh, I listened to Keith Beaver's Wine One on One podcast because I always like his little quirky, interesting fun facts in the beginning. And then um, for just good old fashioned trash, non thinking. I listened to Giselle Bryant and um, Robin Dixon from The Housewives. They're it's Potomac. The Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> wow. Better have the fun ones to listen to. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Huh. Very interesting. Um, my podcast list is way too long to just like sit here and repeat, <laughs> but um, The Usuals, Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria Lucas, The Read, um, Around the Way Curls, Two Girls from Philly. Um, crazy stupid podcasts. I like them because they break down TV and movies um mm. in a really analytical way. Um, there is this podcast with these two white guys called the group chat, and all they do is talk about like tech and social media and what's coming next. That's awesome. Um they're convincing people to get on YouTube again. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's just a name a few of a very long list. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool to, I mean, like, I would say our kind of like toxic podcast would probably be like the Roy and Maul show and the Joe Bunny podcast. Yeah. Oh, for sure but, it is. Like, <laughs> but like for our <laughs> show, like we talk about some of the same things. So it's also cool to hear yeah. like some of their yeah. takes and like we're big fans of their show. So like we'll talk mm-hmm. about them and we'll obviously kind of have some of the same takes on new music or culture topics. So it's kind of like cool to like, be in the same lane as these guys that we look up to. So, yeah, I want a hip hop show as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Jermaine. a good one. Shout yeah, for sure. Yeah, big shout right out about Jermaine for yeah. sure, for sure, yeah. definitely. But you know, Glennis, you make a really good point. I cannot listen to myself talk, and I, I'm, I'm sorry that you guys <laughs> have to, but I got to do it on two x speed. Hundred percent. You guys <laughs> so have really good podcast, podcast voices. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> 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 it's just hard sometimes when it's your, I mean like I like I hear that all the time too like oh like you're great for radio like you're great for podcasting yeah like you have this articulate voice yada 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 right. I'm just like sometimes mm. yeah maybe but like other times like half the time I listen back I'm like fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I can listen I can listen to myself because I'm forced to because I edit the episodes but if yeah. you were like I was just on a live last week I cannot absolutely cannot watch myself can't do that yeah. it, it's painful see, so that's how i feel see, see the thing i don't do is like i don't watch all the youtube videos um which i'm sure like if i were to go back to watch some of our youtube videos I, i'm sure wayne got me with food on my face uh he got like he he told me that i need to put lotion on my yep. hands like so okay. like <laughs> what are we what are we doing like, what am i playing with like it'll be a cork in my hand, right? The whole, for forty five minutes on a pod. Like, what are we? What am I doing right now? Yeah. So I haven't gone back to watch the YouTube videos, but um, but yeah. Beats by Woo helps you look better naked. Beats by Woo is instant sensuality channeled through beautifully beaded adornment for everybody. Beats by Woo offers custom designed body beads, waist beads and accessories in a variety of beautiful colors and patterns to engage your personal style 
and make you look even better naked. Beads by Woo is known to enhance the self-image of women along with their weight loss journey by providing a safe space for body positivity and weight loss tracking. It is also very much the secret weapon to stylish girls who prefer one-of-a-kind accent pieces all over their bodies, whether it's a cute hoop, an anklet stack, or a beaded garter. You can find Beads by Woo at frequent pop-ups at the Spice Suite and Zen in a Jar. Get your complimentary fitting or simply peruse her inventory. Schedule and details via BeadsbyWoo.com. Shopping available 24-7 via BeadsbyWoo.com. Tell her the girls from the Swirl Suite sent you. Cheers. All right, guys, these are our closeout questions. Just fun questions to get to know you a little bit better. And we all can answer these, actually, except the last one. All right, here we go. Chicago or Detroit-style pizza? Uh, um, I'm going to go with Detroit-style unless I'm physically in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, That's the weight lines of Chicago <laughs> pizzerias, the weight lines are ridiculous. I think Detroit-style Detroit, Detroit style pizza takes it for me. Glennis and Leslie, have y'all tasted it in another difference? Very similar, but different. So um, I can't say New York because I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you can always say New York. Okay. Because, you know, <laughs> most, of, most of those Italians are. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Chicago. Mm, I'm going okay. with Chicago. Deep dish. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going with you, man. I have never had um, pizza from the Detroit, so <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna go with Chicago. But I'm really, really interested in because I think this is we've talked about it before, so I'm interested in having pizza from there. Understood. I there mean, are a few places. Like, here. I don't really discriminate from pizza, uh, honestly. But like I said, if I had to pick based on my choices here, I would go Detroit for sure. Like, yes, it's, it's just a classic. So. Which I'm sure every city is a classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a sparkling wine bar here that serves Detroit style pizza. Um, Look it up. Yeah. It's, um, uh, what's his name? It's the, it's the guy who owns Maxwell. Oh, Oh, because he's from Detroit. Yeah. He's from Detroit. Ah, well that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah it so does. um it does. It's good. It's just really too rich for me. I'll just go Chicago style. But like Linus, um, it's it's New York style, fall off the paper plate all day. So <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. before you go to that next, next question, I'm sorry. Here here I go because I'm always the one who interrupts the podcast with some <laughs> shit. Why in the H E double L does Detroit put bean sprouts in egg rolls? It was the worst thing I ever had in my life. In Detroit, with the most Detroit person, I ordered egg roll. I said, what are these worms doing in this egg roll? There was bean sprouts in the damn egg roll. That's where we make it. We don't use cabbage. Who well, I think, Detroit? you know, the issue, we, we talked to them about it, and they said that the issue was you didn't use enough soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so I went for the difference. <laughs> Oh, I love y'all. I'm sorry. Was that it was it that distracting? Like brain spells don't sound that bad. How many was it? Was it a lot? It it was all like you know, we're used to egg roll with 
The cabbage. Either with shrimp, pork, yeah. whatever. And it's cabbage. Yeah. It was all bean sprouts. Oh, no, that's not I right. I was like. That doesn't I sound like, right at all. No. Detroit, y'all had me. We had did mm -hmm. all the regular things. We going to mm -hmm. sit down, have some Chinese food. What is this? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a vegan right. one. Yeah. It sounds Ooh, very vegan. No. You must have no. a vegan one. Yeah. Wow. No. Because okay. I said, can I have a regular one? I asked for a regular one. They said, no, that's the way we make them. Mm -mm. Yeah. I was in the heart of Detroit. Well, you as for the vegan restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and, and I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not frustrated at Detroit. I did, I think the disappointment is that you came to Detroit for the Chinese. You know, we got Coney dogs. We got pizza. We got wings. <laughs> That's where I was taking. It was like, let's just do some Chinese food real quick. I was like, okay, let me get an egg and cheese. Uh, uh, oh, no, y'all messed the system. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sweetie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrupt. Okay, actually, the next one is just for uh, Jamel and Daryl. If, if you were to cast Love and Hip Hop in the Midwest, who would be on the cast? Okay, so remind me, the show has people that are like, in the in the mix in the mix like yeah. music music adjacent they might be dating somebody okay. in music yeah i think g herbo and his his girl yeah g herbo his girl i'm thinking nelly's from st louis right nelly is from st louis nelly and ashanti would make a really great show say nelly um because the question is when is he gonna propose to her ever ever uh, i mean we're gonna see um i don't think it's gonna be soon though but yeah we'll see i could i could see twister on uh love and hip-hop from chicago so that's kind of all i got I'm trying yeah to you know i mean i think i think if, i mean if you want the show to be a hit you know obviously yay right yeah kanye would would, would stir up a lot 100%. let's get to michigan i think the uh big sean and janae aiko aiko of course that's a good one yeah um, Let's mix, let's mix up the house a little bit, throw Eminem in there. Why not? Right. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, we got ourselves a show. We we got we we're getting there. We gotta get some 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 talent in here. We got I mean uh Dave's Loaf. I don't know. I mean Midwest, So you also have yeah. to you have to cast somebody who's talentless, but just known <laughs> for music. Cause they gotta it's, it's across the board. Oh, Daryl. <laughs> he's not talentless, but he's close music. Wait, Daryl, do you rap? Get the talentless part, but are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if y'all are being sarcastic or not, so I got asked. And, and this is why. But I, if I'm on it, yeah, we having some. I'm bringing Glennis with me for sure. I'm gonna tear this house up. First off, oh, and shit. not having egg rolls. <laughs> Thank you. Not from Detroit anyway. <laughs> oh my oh, god! I love you guys. Oh, Gosh. Okay. Daryl is not talentless, by the way. He's probably no, the most talented no. person that I know. No, it's all good. It's all good. Really? So no, I'm just. I'm yeah, because he started this show with, oh, I had on Tim's and he thought I was from New York. I was like, please don't do go there. Oh my. Both don't do it. No, yeah, it was the only. I love it. Was. I love it. Who is your favorite out of the Fab Five? You got this first, man. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Chris Webber all day. Okay. I was going to say C-Web as well. I think Jalen has the, the best hairline out of any sportscaster. <laughs> but yes. I'm but gonna, is that I'm shit real? Say... That shit ain't real. 
It sticks though. All that matters. So when you put that glue right here, you know and that I mean? sharpie line, yeah, it's a wrap. It, it doesn't go great. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all wrong. Y'all wrong. Why don't you just call him Steve Harvey? Come on now. Him too. No, no, but I need to find his barber. Yeah, Steve. Steve, uh, hi, Steve. You want to hire Steve Barber off a mustache? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not supposed to go there yet. No, but Chris Webber uh, all day. Um, he was actually like a player that I like kind of like, like growing up, like my uncle was a big Chris Chris Webber fan. So I kind of like started to follow him when he got like, obviously uh, watching the doc, honestly, was probably like where I really like yeah. was like, oh, shit. Like they were all them dudes. But C. Webb was really like that dude for me. And then obviously seeing him. On the Kings and uh, just all those young days in the league, um, C. Webb was my guy. Yeah, I feel like Michigan people ride for C. Webb. Like Chicago people ride for D. Rose. So Derek Rose. So I think it's it's about the same. It's about the yeah. same for sure. Well, we appreciated him when he was in uh, D.C. For sure. For yeah. Well, most yeah. definitely. Him and Juwan Howard. Yeah. Yeah, Juwan got to keep them hands kind of closed in. You know, he got he got a lot. Wow. Yeah. It's you got to figure out what's going on with his team right now. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. You can fight, though, so it's all good. I mean, well, I think they all can fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Next question. You have floor seats at the next playoff game. And you know you when, when you watch basketball, you see a lot of shots from knee down. What shoe are you wearing? Um... It depends on where I'm at and which uh, floor game I'm at. So, like, if I'm in Miami, I'm probably kicking it with a pair of all-white Vans. Um, I'm going to keep it just, you know, smooth. Um, if I was at game four where L.A. just lost, uh, I probably would have some Chelsea's on. Um, you know, something a little bit more, you know, GQ smooth. But um, if I'm in Denver, which I might just have on a pair of sandals, I don't know. <laughs> some, some hiking boots. Yeah. Hiking boots. Some murals. <laughs> Some of the Wolverines, some of them, uh, hey, how you doing when you're walking in the mountains? <laughs> Passing somebody on the trail. This got back from a hike, but I'm here for game four. For sure. <laughs> Let me get a granola bar. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. My bad, y'all. This is why, that's why they, they, they keep me on a leash on the podcast because they don't want me to go off. Do they really? <laughs> huh? Uh, no, not at all. You heard. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, if I'm if I'm at a all right, so let me say New York. I want I want some uh some monk straps. I want them to be shiny, shine shoes because we're about business out there. And then I probably do Jordan ones for everywhere everywhere else. You know what I mean? Maybe if I if I go over to I feel like if you're in L.A., so I, you gotta have some on. So maybe some like Golden Goose sneakers, yeah. something like that. Yeah, some you gotta have those. Yeah, you gotta have something in L.A. for sure. Yeah, you gotta have that shit on for sure. How about y'all? Well, if I am. I'm kind of like you. If I am um, in LA, I'm doing some off whites. Mm. Uh, Virgil, the, his off whites uh, in any of the shoes um, that he had, that his brand has been put on. Mm -hmm. um, and anything else, it would be Air Jordan retros. I have quite a few. I have a collection. So depending on what I'm wearing, <laughs> match. Leslie, what about you? Well, we're going to be in Miami. So I'm definitely doing a strappy sandal. And I know. 
because I'm a girl. And uh, <laughs> and in Denver, we might kick part. some Uggs. We might kick some Uggs in Denver. Okay. I can see it. I can mm -hmm. see it. Um, I'm an Air Max girl. Those, uh, they feel good. They look good. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, just a colorful Air Max. That's me. I dig that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Comfortable, yeah. chilling. They look great. I like yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So, the last question is just for you guys. Music of the Bottle podcast goes on tour. What bottle is on the tour bus and what album are you selecting? Glad you're uh, we're on a tour, so by this point, that means we're sponsored by Dom. Uh, so I feel yeah, like Dom, we got a couple bottles of Dom, but also Ace said, can we get a couple bottles on the tour bus hey, too? I like where this is going. So I feel like we got two of, you know, the top tier champagne houses in our culture mm -hmm. um, represented on the pod. And if Sherlon can send the bottles um, for the pod, you know, we got that bubbles too, but Bubbles for sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we might have, you know, we're we gonna have to have a bottle of Amarone for the tour stop and for dinner. So we're gonna yeah. have that, but mm -hmm. I think it's bubbles for sure. I think a consensus on the pod would be for everybody here. Um definitely bubbles. And then I think that we would go if if I'm thinking of the podcast, then I'm probably gonna do Take Care by Drake. We mm -hmm. all have a collective that's the best album. I feel like it's a collective, yeah. like, hey, that's in our top one or two, three, four, top five. We're all going to listen to that. Um, me personally, I think that I would make their ears bleed with some Brent Fias. Uh, <laughs> you choose, whatever. That doesn't matter. If we're going to be toxic this trip, this tour. I, I really want to make sure the pod goes well. Mel's going to be like, yo, I want to go to Denver, put on my, my mountain, my mountain hiking shoes. Let me get some granola and some honey. Like, I'm going to be like, hey, let's start on Brent Fias. So that's where Brent. I'm at. Drake can probably throw in some old school Travis like birds and yeah, crap uh, would probably be an album that I think we'd have on repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, but nothing really new these days. But yeah, we would definitely kick it back a little bit. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, bubbles, bubbles for sure. Uh, probably stick a German Riesling on there for Wayne. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think I mean like obviously like you don't need a celebration for bubbles, but I think when you're on tour, like it's got to be bubbles. So. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we got a long kick it. with sparkling, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, any announcements? Um, anything you want to share? Um, announcements? Probably nothing that we can. There's nothing in the works that we can share right now. But just, no. but just know we're working. Uh, we're looking okay. at getting some events lined up. Uh, yeah. you know, we've kind of been in this space for it's been three years now, as of April. 100%. So looking at trying to connect with our listeners, um, our community, like a little bit more by hosting some events um, this year, looking to get some merch out there. Merch is actually like really hard. Like you want to make sure that the product is quality. You want to make sure that the M and music in the bottle don't like rip off after the first wash. So like, yeah, like it's really tough trying to. So like we're like very like particular about like making sure we have like the right um branding for like our customer base and absolutely we want to make sure we put on a, a fire event so we're still working on some logistics and some of that stuff um yeah. but yeah it's uh it's coming i mean we are not gonna truly go on tour yet but we are gonna go on tour <laughs> yeah for sure i think we could definitely make it around the coast here yeah in west michigan yeah most definitely but uh we just 
Appreciate you guys. Extreme gratitude and giving your giving our flowers to you guys for for having us on. And thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah. This, this was a hundred percent a blessing. Uh, appreciate the love that you ladies like showing a show. Um, all of the guests that you ladies have. We've like I said, we've tuned into a couple episodes here and there, and like you know, you guys have built this platform as well. And to see where it goes. Uh, also, congrats on the second round nom for the Wine and Culture Fest. I saw it come through. Uh, so kudos vote, to vote, y'all. Vote. Um, but yeah, uh, this has been a great podcast and I appreciate, um, everything that you ladies do in the industry and the voices that you ladies have, uh, to promote, um, podcasting one to promote black people and wine. Uh, you know, like there's not, a, there's not a lot of us doing it, but it really is strength in numbers. So thank you for that. Those were great words to close out to. Excellent. Yeah, thank you yeah, very much. Thank you for that. We appreciate you taking the time to fellowship with us and and tolerate me. (laughs) (laughs) We had to make our way to the Midwest. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Spring and summer. Spring and summer. Only. Yeah. Let it know. Thanks for joining the Swirl Speed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up, Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vime Me Up Media.